The last two weeks I shared on um, can God trust you and then we had to look at uh, can you trust God. And uh, if you weren't here, uh, I encourage you to go and look at YouTube and then get, find out the answers there. This morning I've titled my word, this is the, the sermon, Live by Faith No Matter the Storm You Face. Who's going through a storm at this present moment in time? Please put up your hand. One, two. Three, four. Anyone else? Sure. You guys are blessed, eh? Only four. Okay, children's church, enjoy it. Here we go. (coughs) Matthew 8, verse 23 to 27. Would you read with me? Then he got into the boat, that's been Jesus, and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake. So that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves. And it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. That passage is loaded with truth. Did you get any truth out of that? It is loaded. It is amazing. Such a short passage. Yet there is so much truth in that. Firstly, the scenario is here Jesus gets on, uh, the, the disciples get onto a boat and they were doing what? What were they doing? They were following Jesus. Right? And I think the first thing that we need to understand in life is that life is a journey and not a destination. And here they were going about their normal day, but they were following Jesus in their normal day. Firstly, I think we need to live life one day at a time. Hello? Let me read a scripture to you to make sure that you grab that. James 4 verse 13 to 14 says, Now listen, you who say, Tomorrow, I mean today or tomorrow, we will go to this city or that city or this town and spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And we need to come to the realization we do not know what tomorrow holds. You think you know, yet you don't know. Hello? You think, you we so often think, well, tomorrow I'm going to do this and this, and then suddenly, something happens. So I want to encourage you, learn to live one day at a time. To the glory of God. Secondly, live it with Him. Live it following Jesus with him in the center as your primary focus in life then it carries on they get on the storm I mean they get onto this boat and what happens not just the storm comes the Bible says a furious storm they were living there one day at a time following Jesus and what happens a furious storm comes do you think they expected it do you think they anticipated it? Do you think they were planning to catch big fish? 
Probably. Many are the plans in a man's heart. Hey? We have all these plans, I'm going to do this tomorrow and this, and then suddenly there comes the furious storm. Can you tell me, <laughs> I believe that God brings blessing, but he also allows storms in our lives. Okay? My question to you is, when God blesses you, what do you do? Well, that was my ingenuity and my hard work and my intelligence and my studies and whatever. Or do you say, God, thank you that this is from your hand? Because truly everything comes from Him. But do we acknowledge that? Hello? Then what about storms? Storms come, by the way, if you've not realized that, to all of us. Do you know that? If you've lived a little bit of life, you're well aware of that truth. Jesus even said in John 16.33, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. What? In me. Okay. In this world you will have what? Trouble. You'll have trouble, you'll have hardship, you'll have tribulations, you'll have curveballs, you'll have storms. Okay. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In other words, irrespective of what storm or trouble comes your way, take heart and be at peace because why? He's with you. When you're in the storm, some of you said you're in a storm. Some of you are not in a storm and that's awesome. And I pray you won't go through any storms, but sadly I cannot guarantee you, in fact I can almost guarantee you're going to go through a storm some other time. And some, when I said that to someone, he says, but that means I'm going to always live in fear. When is this trouble? I said, no, no, no. That's just life. You live in a broken world. And just imagine you never went through any storm in your life. How is God going to form and mold you? How is, going to, how is he going to challenge you? Because it's in those storms that he actually begins to transform you and to mold you and make you aware of issues in your life that need to be dealt with. Storms will continue to come, but the question is, will they knock you down? If they do knock you down, what, do you, what should you do? Get up and go again. Repent, make right. Now, there are many different storms in our lives that we can get. Health storms, emotional storms, physical storms, financial storms, loss of loved ones. I mean, you can just carry on and on. I don't know what storm you're going through. But I do know that when you go into that storm with Him, you can endure it. But when you're not with Him, wow. Now, there are some storms that we can see someone's going through and sometimes we give a person a helping hand. But there are some times that people go through secret storms that nobody knows about. And those are the toughest storms to go through. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is there to comfort you, to guide you, to lead you, to direct you. The question is, are you going to go to Him? Or are you going to try and do it in your own strength? I can do this. I can cope. I can manage. And so often we think, but I can manage. I can do this. How many of you are asking, but, or have asked, if God is with me, how can my child get cancer? If God is with me, how can my husband have a heart attack. He's such a great man. If God loves me, how come have I gone bankrupt? 
If God really loves me, how can my child die? And I have to bury my own child. And there are many different questions we can go through. And I thought about this and I wrote something down. Giving simplistic explanations under complicated situations results in doubtful interpretations. And man, I've had a lot of that in my life. And I'm sure you've had the same. And the worst of is the interpretations most often come from well-believing other believers that think they know better than God. And I've come to learn, learn to keep your mouth shut sometimes in someone else's trial or tribulation or storm and just be there for them and love them. Who of you in a storm have had some explanations and you just think, oh, please, please just keep your mouth shut. Who have had that? Yeah? That's what I'm talking about. If God's really given you word, please give it. That's what we want, to serve one another. But I want you to speak the revelation from on high. I don't want you to speak your own intelligence. Just because you do not even, we, so often we do not have the faintest idea what the person is going through. I've never lost a child. How on earth can I try and simplify this? I just, I wouldn't dare. I just say, I'm sorry I'm there and I'm here for you. I'll, I'll do whatever I can to serve you and make this easier. What else can you say? Can you tell me? Stay away from trying to give simplistic answers to incredibly complicated situations. But learn to lift up your head because God is there. I've also found it very interesting. So often you get people, they think they can disobey God, yet they can be blessed and they can prosper. And you know what? I've seen people do that and they prosper. But they never prosper in all areas of life. Hello? You might prosper financially, but in other areas, emotionally, physically, mentally, emotionally, you are a wreck. God wants us to have life and life more abundantly in all areas of our life. But that means we need to obey Him. And it's in our obedience to Him that we have freedom, that we have liberty, and He blesses us in all areas. I've had some people say, no, they love God, no, but they've... They shack up together. And I think, but, you know, you want God's blessing and favor, yet you're living together. And you think that's okay. And, I mean, you can go on. You know, I'm, God's going to bless me financially, but you never tithe. And you can do I mean, there's so many you can lo- look at. But if we do not allow God to convict our hearts, we're in trouble. Who of you had, have had a, a promotion before, and you've had many people jealous of that? Anyone? Yet they do not know the incredible pressure that you are now under and the hours you have to work. Or someone's jealous of the car you've just bought, but they don't know that you're months behind in payment. Or the house you've bought and you're just battling to even pay the bond. We can, it's so funny, we can be jealous of others, yet we do not know actually even in that they are enduring an incredible storm. When you're in a storm, does that mean that suddenly God's not with you? Does it negate the fact that God is with you? Are you more aware of the storm or God in the center of your storm? That's why Jesus said, Come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Where do you go to in your storm? 
here they had the storm, and it, the storm is so furious that they start to get fearful. And they think this, 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 this boat of these is going to capsize. And what happens? Fear grips the heart. And you know what? It happens to all of us. And there's some fears, just by the way, that are actually good for you. Because it gets you doing things. There are other fears that are bad for you. And it's the fear that you cannot function that is bad for you. Where it paralyzes you. And so often, this is what happens in a storm. That we become so fearful we cannot function. And here the disciples, this is exactly what happened to them. They couldn't function. What did they do? Did they speak to the storm? No. What did they do? They got fearful. Yet God says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. And you think they had a sound mind in this situation? No, they didn't. They became all flustered. And who did they go to? The one thing right they did in the situation is they went to Jesus. In their trouble, they went to the person that has the answer. And I want to encourage you in your trouble, go to the person that has the answer. If you become so fearful, go to him. Go to him. And there are times that you will get to that situation where you are so fears grabbed your heart, you need to repent of that and say, Lord, I, 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 I know I'm in fear now, please, what do I do? Please take me. But so often we are so focused on the storm that we cannot even see Jesus in the midst or even in the middle of our storm. Who knows the, 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 that, um, I don't know what you'd call it, a poem or whatever written where it talks about uh, Jesus was walking along this person in the sand and then he said, but then suddenly I did only saw one footsteps. Why were you not with me? Meanwhile, I was carrying Jesus. It says that he was carrying you during that time. And I want to encourage you to allow him to carry you through the storms that you face. Because, you, you know, we never know the magnitude of the storm that's coming. Because some little storms are easy, one day it's over, others are years. Some of them even capsize the boat. If your boat is capsized, will you still love it? For those of you that are not aware, Gustav had a heart attack and was in hospital. And I went and saw him and I was, I was so encouraged. Because he says to me, oh, no, I'm ready to go now. You know? <laughs> Which for me blessed my heart. He said, no, I know where I'm going. I said, no, that's awesome. I said, we're just not ready to let you go. You know? <laughs> I actually laughed at him because it was just, it was funny, encouraging, and a real blessing because he had such assurance of salvation. And that is when, when we go through the storms of life, we need to have such assurance that I know that no matter what happens, my God is with me. If God is for me, who can be against me? No matter what storm I go through, I have Him at my side. And because of that, this storm's not going to break me, but it's going to make me into a better, more godly person. Even though I walk, I did put it on screen, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you know that he will never leave you or forsake you? And even when you trip, he will take you by his staff and put you back on the straight and narrow.
That is my God. That to me is just so awesome, hey? That no matter what you do, no matter how you mess up, He will gently, with His staff, pick you up from falling down the ledge of life. Wow, what a God. And in your situation, He'll comfort you. So may I encourage you, fear might come knocking on your door, but don't give it, don't invite it, don't even give it a bed to sleep in your life. Don't give it an opportunity. What I loved about this is they go to Jesus and they, Jesus is so secure that he's sleeping. Hey? <laughs> In the midst of the storm, he's so unfazed that he's sleeping. This boat, they're scared that this thing's going to capsize. They say that he's sleeping. Who of you would be sleeping? <laughs> and he's so, he's so amazing because... They wake him and he says, Oh, you of little faith, what, what's going on? Why are you faced by this little storm? What, what makes you to be so faced by this little insignificant thing in your life? And then he goes and he speaks into the situation. And the storm just calms. Could these disciples have done it? Could the disciples have spoken to the storm? Yes. yes. Would it have... Calm down. Well, maybe. And if it didn't, it doesn't matter. Why? Because even though the storm doesn't calm down, even though the waves and the winds come, I know that my God is with me. And if God is for me, who on this planet can be against me? And that is the assurance we need to have. And I would encourage you, go to God and ask Him, what do I do in this situation? But you know what? You have the Spirit of God. Speak to your storm. Have the courage to speak to your storm. Tell it to calm down in Jesus' name. But I want you to never forget that even if it doesn't calm down, will you still serve Him? That's why I shared earlier in the last two weeks. Can you trust God no matter what? Even if your storm doesn't calm down, will you still love and serve Him? That is the question. Or do, you, or do we just serve Him for what He can give to us? Or when the storm comes, we're out of there. God wants to know that He can count on you 24-7, 365, just as much as we can count on Him 24-7, 365. And I believe that is part of the molding and the forming and the journey of life, the process of life. And we need to enjoy the process of life not always look for the pure the destination, the destination, the destination. If you're going to live just for the destination always, you know what? You're going to get to the destination here and you're going to think, oh, okay, what's the next one? And you're going to get there. There's going to be very little fulfillment in that. There's fulfillment in the, in the growth, in the journey of life and allowing God to grow you and mold you and form you. Remember that the, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy but Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. In closing, Romans 8 verse 31. And I've said it a few times. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who on this earth can be against us? And you need to learn the scripture by heart. This is one scripture you need to know. 
that no matter what happens in this current political situation, I'm not moved or phased by that, or the rhetoric, or the word spoken. Because if God is for me, who on this planet can be against me? And let me tell you, every country has its issues, I promise you. And then just below that, and just a few verses below that, it says, Knowing all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We are able to have victory even in the storms and the hardships and the trials and the tribulations and the whatever's of life. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, whether I live or die, doesn't matter. Because as long as I'm with Him. That's the attitude we should have. Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we need to have that. And we need to say it. Though, though, though my life may be taken or not, is ir- irrelevant as long as I'm with you. And I go through the storms of life with you, Lord Jesus, in the center. And you know what? He's there. Just like he was on the boat. And you might think he's sleeping. But I don't think it's so much that he's sleeping as he's just not phased by it. God's not phased by your problem, just by the way. Or your financial difficulty you're going through. Or your marital issue. Or your sickness. He's not phased by that. Go to him. May you have found comfort in knowing that he is the saviour. And even if you're not saved from the trouble, know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is the assurance you need to have because that, only that is living by faith. And I've, I've seen so many people conjure up this faith and, oh no, no, I need to build up my faith. I want to pray for you. And I think, what? You're off track. That's not faith. You don't conjure up faith. You live by it. You, you, faith is an assurance of the things that I cannot see and be, being sure of what God is going to do. I'm sure I'm not faced by this because I know my God is with me. Father God, I bless you and I thank you and and I love you so much and I thank you that no matter what, no matter what storms that we may go through that you will never ever leave us or forsake us. Thank you that it's in those storms that we just sense your love and we and we realize afresh and in you just that nothing, neither height nor depth, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nothing in all creation, will be able to separate us from your amazing love. Because we know that while we were yet sinners, you gave your Son. And Jesus, that you were willing to die for us. We just stand amazed at your incredible love. Forgive us, Lord, where we've wavered in our faith. Forgive us where we've questioned you unfairly. Because of our lack of understanding of truly who you are and how much you love us. It breaks our heart knowing how much you love us. Thank you that you love us even more than we can even love our own children. Which is so hard to fathom and understand. And for that just causes us to love you so much more. And I pray Lord that that revelation.
of your unending love for us will never wane, but will just become so much more real to us. I pray you'd bless every person in this congregation, Lord, that is going through a a storm at this moment in time, whether it be visible or invisible. I pray that they would sense your presence and know your love like no other time in their life. I bless you, Lord. And we as a congregation say we love you. We honor you. We magnify you. We glorify you. You're a good God in whom we can put our trust and one that will never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen.